Good morning. My name is Amanda Alice Ulohan, and I use she or they pronouns, and I have the honor of being the Director of Religious Education here at East Shore, which means I get to work with all these amazing people and lots of those amazing people out there as well. So welcome to this sacred space where we believe all souls are worthy, every size, color, shape, and age. When we enter these doors, we honor all who come. And the children here remind us that life really is truly precious and sacred and worth living for. I want to lift up today is also Juneteenth. And in 1865, that was when news had finally traveled to Texas that indeed African Americans were freed from slavery. It's also Father's Day. And it's also nearly the summer solstice. And today we honor children. Often they may become invisible to us when we make decisions. When we're adults, we might forget to include them. But here today, we want to honor and lift up our children in a very special and sacred service. Children need us. This year, the Assistant Surgeon General declared an emergency on youth mental health. And it's not abstract. In our own communities, in our own lives, mental and physical health have become more precarious during the COVID-19 pandemic a precious reminder of the fragility of life. Living through a global pandemic as a child, youth, or young adult, when your world is just being shaped and developed, has challenged every sense of what is familiar and safe and trustable. And this world has been unstable, and that can be scary. The CDC coined the term ACEs, Adverse Childhood Experiences. Like Maslow's hierarchy, ACEs are stacked on top of each other and all have a varying degree of impact on a child's life and ultimately culminate in what can be a significant impact into how a child or youth might succeed in this world. And what counters the negativity of these adverse childhood experiences most profoundly is the safety, trust, and mentorship of adults. When adults outside of the home show an interest in children, learn their name, share emotions, and listen, that child can experience the world in new ways, in trustable ways, and profoundly increase their sense of possibility and self-esteem. At East Shore, our ministry to children and youth is deeply informed by that trauma. Care. Recognizing and drawing the circle wide and wider still to include children in the everyday decisions, the priorities of the church, the sacred rituals and passages of time, in the playing and the joy and the justice that we create together here in this Unitarian Universalist space, that's when we draw the circle wide. Hello, beloveds. I am the Reverend Dr. Barbara Wells Tenhove. And from 1985 to 1991, I served as associate minister at East Shore. I'm really sorry not to be able to join you in person, but I deeply appreciate Amanda's invitation to reflect a bit on those days, and I'm glad to do so through the magic of modern technology. 
While there are certainly still people at East Shore from those years, I'm aware that many of you don't know me or the role I played in your church back then. Briefly, you might be interested to know that I was called to serve with your then senior minister, Leon Hopper, as an associate minister in the fall of 1985, and I stayed on through the summer of 1991 when I went to serve the Woodenville Congregation, which I helped, with your support, to found. Since then, I've gone on to serve congregations in Colorado, Maryland, Washington, and British Columbia, mostly with my husband, Jocko. We're now retired in Bellingham. The search committee that brought me to East Shore included Millie Malarkey, Barbara Elliott, and the late Walter Andrews, and was tasked with finding someone who was able and willing to help grow a religious education program while also providing other ministerial support to the congregation. And they found me. Or should I say rather that we found each other. And at the ripe old age of 25, I joined the staff at East Shore and began working with the many families who were here at that time. Some of you may not be aware that at one point in the 1960s, East Shore had one of the largest religious education programs in the country. When I arrived 20 years later, people were worried that the program wasn't thriving as it once had. I say this as a reminder that in every generation, families have struggled to engage and connect to religious life. That's happening today, and it happened in my time, and honestly, it probably happened during those halcyon days in the 1960s as well. Our faith, in particular, can be a tough one for families, as we don't have a dogma that we teach our children, and we generally don't force our kids to participate. I can't tell you how many parents I had to to convince to bring their kids to church after they said to me, oh, I would never ask my kids to come to church if they don't like it. They'll make their own decisions when they're older. To this, I loved what Bill Graves, once a leader at East Shore and now an ordained minister living on Whidbey, suggested I say to them, we don't tell our kids they shouldn't eat vegetables when they're young just because they think they're yucky. We expect our young people to eat healthy food, just as we expect them to come to church because it's good for them. Chances are they'll learn to like it eventually. I gave Bill's advice to many parents and saw how it positively impacted their willingness to bring their kids to church. I say this to you not to suggest that the things we did and said over 30 years ago necessarily still apply to the situation at East Shore today. But I do want to remind you that there is nothing static in congregational life, and things are constantly shifting and changing. And when we're talking about young people, that's even more true. It was challenging to be a UU kid when I was growing up in the 1960s, and it was hard for the kids and families I served in the 1980s. I think it's even harder today, as everyone, young and old alike, is bombarded with information, stuck to their cell phones, and generally disinclined toward religious life. And I still think it's worth it to do everything we can to provide spiritual support to young people and their families. When I was growing up UU, I was called a heathen and told I was going to hell. My church family reminded me that God loves everyone, universalism, 
and that all creation is interconnected, Unitarianism. That church family gave me a way to grow into my faith and become a better person. When I came to Eshore, I tried to remember that feeling of being loved into myself that my church gave me and did what I could with the help of many, many wonderful lay leaders and parents to help Eshore kids grow into themselves as spiritual and moral beings. As you look back at who you were then and look forward to who you might be in the future, I hope you'll remember that the work of growing young people within our meaningful and challenging faith, while hard, is absolutely worth it. Bright blessings to you, beloved members and friends of East Shore Unitarian Church. I look forward to seeing you in person soon. Good morning. My name is Dave Myers. I use, thank you, thank you. I got a fan section. I use he, him pronouns. I'm a member at East Shore and a volunteer in the RE program. And I'm here to call everyone to volunteer. When I first started teaching religious exploration 12 years ago as a member of the Unitarian Society of Ridgewood, New Jersey, I didn't know anything about teaching kids, especially other people's kids. I didn't know how to get their attention. I didn't know how to hold their attention. And I sure as heck didn't know what to do in order to get their attention back once I'd lost it, as I almost certainly would again and again and again. So year one, I started in the nursery. In the nursery, at first, I was really more of a babysitter than a teacher. Suited me just fine, because generally children in the nursery tend to stay where you put them. They don't get too out of hand, and there wasn't a teaching curriculum that I needed to learn. Easy. The next year, I taught preschool and first grade. The year after that, I volunteered for the second, third grade RE class, and I have since taught every grade level in RE. Learned a little bit more every year. In fact, I probably learned more most years than the children that I was teaching. If I can do it, so can you. But in case you are looking for that final nudge to volunteer in the true spirit of fellowship, I hereby offer my top five reasons why you should consider volunteering with us in this vital program. Reason number one, caring for children that are not your own deepens your patience, your awareness, and your understanding of the uniqueness and the worth of every single human being. The first year in the nursery, I was simply trying to be a babysitter for other people's children. Now, several years later, I can honestly say that I have unconditional love, compassion, appreciation for each little unique human being that walks through that door. Reason number two, a vibrant RE program is the cornerstone of our church's future. Many, many of us join our first Unitarian Universalist congregation because our children are getting to school age and we want them to be part of a spiritual community that resonates with us and that we are comfortable with. This is not possible without a great RE program. Without a vibrant RE program, the beloved society dies on the vine. Reason number three, 
Volunteering for RE is an experience that will result in your growth in faith and community. You will be growing all over the place in faith and in community. You develop community with your fellow teachers, the parents of the children that you teach, and of course, the children themselves. You become threaded into the tapestry of East Shore life. Reason number four, teaching RE is better than meditation. Truth. Just kidding. But hear me out. <laughs> is there anything that requires you to be more in the moment than being in front of and responsible for 12 nine-year-olds for an hour? I don't think so. You have to be in the moment. And finally, reason number five, we need you. Every single teacher is a volunteer. We need coming-of-age mentors, pre-K teachers, teachers for all the grades. The program doesn't happen without you, without us. If you care about our RE program, don't ever assume that it's healthy and thriving unless you know that it's healthy and thriving because you are involved in making it so. I said top five reasons, but there's actually a sixth, at least for me personally. Quite simply, teaching RE has made me a better parent to my own children. So join us and teach RE. Good morning. My name is Bill Chappell, and I've been a member here at East Shore for 22 years. For about 20 of those years, I have been involved in our religious education program, and for most of that time, I have taught classes in a program called Our Whole Lives, or affectionately known as OWL. This morning, I'll read to you seven statements and ask you to raise your hand if you agree with the statement. Assume that each statement, assume each statement applies to an age-appropriate audience. For example, in the statement, we should teach our youth about sexually transmitted infections, I wouldn't be including our very young children. Ready? Number one, we should teach our children, no, sorry, we should teach our youth about sexually transmitted infections. Okay, excellent. Number two, it is a good thing if our youth are comfortable discussing and asking questions about sex. Looks anonymous, good. We should teach our youth how to use birth control. Our youth should learn about sexual orientation and gender identity. We want our youth to know how to handle the situation when someone is pressuring them to have sex. Our youth should be aware of the consequences and responsibilities that come with being a teen parent. And finally, we should teach our youth about consent, that no means no, and even yes can mean no. I could go on, but I just wanted to give you a brief example of what is covered in the OWL classes that we offer to our youth here at Eshore. But the cur curriculum is not only about sex. One of my favorite lessons covers peer pressure and making good decisions. Another is, another is entitled Relationships and Dating, Part of this class involves the kids role-playing, asking each other out on a date. And just as important, they practice how to decline a request for a date in a confident but compassionate way. 
Although I can't prove it, I think our teachers can take partial credit when one of our students makes good and informed decisions. I can imagine one of our youths, youths <laughs> away from home in a college dorm room asking themselves, is this something I want to do? Then telling the person they are with, no, I don't want to do this, or we can do this, but only if we use protection. And I know the parents give our teachers credit too. I can tell because they're always thanking us for what we do. One mom whose daughter was going through a difficult sexual phase said to me, thank you, you made such a difference in my child's life. Then she added, you are a saint. Wow, a saint, I thought. I bet the Catholic Church doesn't have a patron saint of sex education. <laughs> I hope, I hope I have inspired some of you to consider joining an OWL teaching team. We have room for new teachers. And just as a side note, when I started teaching roughly 20 years ago, OWL, my only qualifications is I was comfortable talking about sex and I told a good dirty joke. So now I'm gonna let Millie Malarkey, the best and most experienced sex educator I know, take it from here. Since 1976, I have participated in Unitarian Universalist religious education. In the beginning, I chose classes with youth a bit older than my own just to get an idea of what behavior is essentially normal in any given age group. Then I realized that since I married my high school sweetheart and had not been with anyone else, I was a dinosaur and knew nothing about STDs or other post-puberty problems. So I got trained in what was then called about your sexuality. I was astounded at how much I did not know. The current sexuality program is called Our Whole Lives and covers workshops for all ages. Taking a training to become a facilitator, whether you intend to teach or not, is amazingly beneficial. For one thing, the training is a lot of fun. For another, it can transform your ability to talk with youth or other adults about an essential part of our whole lives. This year, we are especially fortunate <clears throat> to have <clears throat> training for all seven different age groups right here at East Shore over Labor Day weekend. Whether you are interested in getting ahead of the youth in your life or just want to expand your own learning, I highly recommend signing up to enjoy the training. Talk to Amanda Alice Ulohan for details on signing up. Thank you. 